Hello, and welcome to episode 7 of the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and alongside me tonight, as always, my co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hey! What's up? Not much. How's it going? Pretty good. Just ready to talk about some Star Wars. Yes, definitely. There's some news this week. Not a ton of news, but the news we have was pretty big. But um, first, just quickly, if we happen to have any um, listeners who are in Florida or Puerto Rico or the U.S. Virgin Islands or any of the other areas that were hit or are in line to be hit by the hurricane, I hope everybody's safe. We're sending you lots of love and support. You know, if anybody in the Star Wars community needs anything, know that you've got a ton of people who support you. You know, get in contact if you have, if you want to, or have stuff that you want retweeted in terms of any, like, fundraising or donations that you need. Just let us know. Know that everybody's thinking about you, and we love you guys. Yeah, we love you. We're here for you. If you guys need anything, we are here. But... You know, let's spend a while talking about Star Wars and things that are exciting. Because I know sometimes when you're in scary situations, it's good to have distractions. So, we're going to do a Star Wars podcast. Because that's what we do. Sort of. Wait. Wait. This is a Star Wars podcast? Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. I I gotta go. Bye. It's (laughs) It's a little bit late in the game. But, yeah. That's what we do. Oh. Okay. This is going to be a good Star Wars podcast then. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay, first off, quick update, because last time we did this, it was after Force Friday, but before I had gotten my stuff. Um, I still haven't gotten my pops, but I got my little, um, I got my little mechanic Porg dude, and his name is Porg Syncretic, <laughs> and I love him more than anything in the world. And I'm going to make him a little cape. Because I have to go um, to the craft store soon anyway, because I'm really, really behind in getting my costume ready for New York Comic Con, which is in less than a month. <laughs> and it's really it dire straits of whether I'm actually going to have a costume or not. But I'm going to make Parks and Krennic a little white cape. And possibly a little ugly black hat. We'll Please see God. how my sewing skills are. Please God, make him a hat. So I, I know you've told me what you're um, creating for New York Comic Con, but do you want to inform our listeners what you are creating? Oh, I'm doing... Well, okay, well, fingers crossed. <laughs> we'll see, because I haven't sewn anything since middle school, um, and my new sewing machine is still sitting in a box, <laughs> so I haven't actually bought anything yet. But I'm, I'm trying a Mon Mothma costume. Um, it's not going to be, like green exact but the one i'm going for is like the the more simple uh rogue one one so not like not the one with like the really high collar and all the complicatedness but just sort of the really simple sheath that's exciting are you gonna dye your hair like a orangey red like hers well i have to do something because right now my hair is like blue and purple (laughs) and that will not work um, but the problem is dying over colors is really difficult, but it doesn't, like, hair dye doesn't bleach out well. Like, my natural hair color, I can bleach out, it'll, it'll go blonde really quickly, but the blue and the purple, 
will be hard to get out. So we'll see what happens. It might just be like dark brown. Oh, hell yeah. But I'll, I'll do something. Because again, purple and like, if you're, if you're doing cosplay, when you have dyed hair, people assume it's part of the costume. <laughs> and that's a little bit weird for Mon Mothma. It's a chick punk Mon Mothma. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, New York Comic Con's in like a month. I'm super excited. Oh, I'm excited for everyone that's going. I'll be, I'll be watching. <laughs> I'm going to meet my Star Wars friends. Some of them anyway. I'm going to meet Johnny Grasso. That's exciting. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> That's going to be so fun. You're all, you all will get together and you'll watch your favorite movie, The Phantom Menace. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, that's, that's exactly my plan. <laughs> but it'd be cool. I mean, you know, Johnny and um, Mike, also from Rogue One, and like some other of the, like, the Rogue One army people, like Rebecca and Colleen, super excited. Um, I know there's other people coming, so I'm sorry if I forgot your name. But it's gonna be a blast. I gotta, I gotta ask Araj if he, if he's still planning on coming over. Like that was something they were talking about at one oh, point. Oh wow! Is it too late to get tickets? It is too late to get tickets, really. But I mean, there's always ways to get tickets. I know. I might try to think about it. Well, I don't know. When is it? October. Uh, it's the, like the first weekend in October. So it's like the sixth and the. Like um sixth. That's funny. I have, like, the two Saturdays before them requested off of work, so maybe I'll do a third set. No, I'm kidding. That'd be funny, though. <laughs> if I just showed up. Hey, guys! <laughs> I'm here! I was gonna say, I have my, my pass right in front of me, and I'll get the dates, but it's not on the pass. <laughs> That's an interesting choice. But yeah, it's, it's, like, the first full weekend in October. But it's gonna be fun. I, ha I didn't go last year. I've gone the past couple years before that. But this is the first year that I'll be going when I know, like, a ton of people who are going. And so, so it'll be cool. good. Yeah. San Diego Comic-Con is, like, I don't know, like, 20 minutes away from me. And I'd, I've never been. I've never been able to go. I was going to walk around um, just downtown this year. But some, like, family emergency thing happened. So we just decided that, oh, okay, next year. So. Yeah. Um. I... I like cons. I feel, I think they can be like a San Diego sort of like it's it's too big. I think I would have like a problem like being overwhelmed mm -hmm. by it. But New York, I like. I don't know. I probably won't even I was going to say like, oh, I can do reporting from there. But honestly, probably I'm barely going to go to any <laughs> panels. I'm mostly just going to be hanging out with people just do a giant blog pod. and just a, a megapod. <laughs> And yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna hang out with people and spend too much money. My goal is to find somebody who's done like a really good Krennic print, because I'm still searching for one. Like I've seen some on Etsy and on like Redbubble and other like places like that, but I haven't found any that I really like. So that's gonna be my goal is to find somebody who's done a Krennic that I really like. I'm gonna be amazed if you, if I see really good Krennic. I know I went to D23. I think this is probably the hundredth time I mention it, but I went to that D23 expo in, um, I think it was July, and mm -hmm. I didn't see one Mendo or Krennic. I was pretty sad. Oh my god. So disappointing. People just don't understand. They oh, yeah, yeah. see the cape and they don't get it. And it's sad. We need more capes in Star Wars. Eventually, I'm going to have to commission somebody. 
That's going to be like two to three hundred dollars. So I'm hoping, <laughs> uh, like, honestly, at this point, like, it doesn't even have to be a good one. As long as I just find one at Comic Con, you'll fall in love with them. Love at first sight. You. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I just, I just want one. Hell yeah. So. We. But, you know, it, it, there's probably, look, there's not going to be a ton of Star Wars news coming out of New York Comic Con. I mean, there never is. Um, but there'll be something. I'll try to get a word on some of the panels. But as we get closer, we'll know a little more of what's going on. Hell yeah. But in in Star Wars news, as everybody knows by now, Colin Trevorrow is gone. No more directing episode 9 for him. Yay. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I have, okay, yeah, okay, I have a statement from Lucasfilm, which is, Lucasfilm and Colin Trevorrow have mutually <laughs> chosen to part ways on Star Wars Episode Nine. Colin has been a wonderful collaborator throughout the development process, but we all come to the conclusion that our visions for the project differ. We wish Colin the best, and we'll be sharing more information about the film soon. Yeah, he got fired. That's what that means. Because that's, it's never, it's not a mutual decision, because, I mean, what are you going to do? You just get fired. You you can't not accept getting fired. Yeah, it's it's definitely a it's not you, it's me. Just kidding, it's you situation. I, yeah, it's a definitely big breakup and been there, done that. No kidding, but yeah, mutually decided to part ways, and our visions differ. Yes. Um. I can't say that I'm upset about this. Uh, quite the opposite, actually. Um, I I was a big fan of Safety Not Guaranteed. I sort of feel like if I went back and watched it today, I wouldn't like it as much because I don't have as much tolerance these days for that sort of like cutesy, twee, like hipster bullshit. But at the time I watched it, I really liked it. I thought it was a pretty competent film. Um, Jurassic World is bad. It's just, it's not a good movie. It's not a well-directed movie. Um, I watched, I think I got through about half a book of Henry this weekend. Oh, God. Um, It's fucking terrible. Like, just incompetent on every... Here's how bad it is. Naomi Watts is not good in it. (laughs) That's pretty bad. Naomi Watts is good in everything. She's amazing. I love her. It's a terrible movie. Did he, um... Did he direct this? Or no, sorry, not direct this. Did he write this, too? Or... Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) That's, That's... As far as I know... He wrote and directed That's it. That's never good. Let me look that up because I don't want to blame him for the writing if the writing's not his fault. But I think this was like his. Oh no, he didn't write it. Okay, sorry, he didn't write it. Sorry, Colin, I didn't want to throw that on you because the writing is also terrible, like really, really bad. But it's also, I mean, it's just, I mean, everything about it's terrible. Um, and interestingly. I had just, like, right before watching this, I had seen It and really loved it. 
and um, Henry and this, the guy who plays him is one of the main kids in it, and he's amazing in it. It's such a good performance. Really good, especially for a young actor. Solid. I was really impressed. And then I went back home and I like I was looking him up and I saw I was in this and I'm like, okay, it's finally time to watch Book of Henry. And I'm just like, oh no. No, 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 no. It's bad. Wasn't the little boy that was in that Academy Award nominated film Broom? I forget his name. It's like Jacob something. But here, let me look it up. He did really because he's about seven or, or eight or nine, and he did fantastic in Room. Um, yeah, he, he um, Jacob Tremblay. Tremblay. He's the younger brother, yeah. I believe, in this movie. Henry's brother. And then the main kid was okay, but. Yeah, I've heard nothing but awful things about this movie. Right now it's rated 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. And IMBD gives it 5.7 out of 10. That's pretty bad. Do you think that this played a factor in firing uh, Colin? Eh, you know, I don't, I don't think it necessarily did. Um, I think it definitely played a part in the reaction that I've seen to him getting fired, which has all been people like, okay, good. Um, no, I, I, I will, I will caveat that by saying people are worried that another director got fired. I myself am worried that yet another director got fired, but if anybody was going to be fired, I'm glad it was him. That sounds so mean, it, doesn't it? Oh, man. It's honesty, though. You know, especially with something like this, something as sacred as Star Wars is to us, you know, we just want the best care for it. And unfortunately, uh, Kathleen Kennedy and everyone else thought that Colin wasn't the best. And I've also heard a lot of rumors. I, I don't know if these are true, but they're awful if they aren't, that he was either, like, hard to work with or difficult because wikipedia i was reading on you know star wars 9 and there was definitely a lot of uh, sources saying that he was definitely to or hard to work with so what do you think about that yeah i mean it's probably not good to say somebody just <laughs> looks like a dick but i mean he looks like a dick it was talking about this a little bit on the um yeah. steel wars call-in show uh this week that he just he looks difficult um, in all of his pictures, he always looks kind of pompous. I, I feel like, I mean, looking at Book of Henry, I'd say this is a guy who thinks he's like an artistic director. But dude, you made Jurassic World. You made a remake of a very successful film. Like that, good job. Yeah, and you made a really crappy remake of it. Yeah. I mean, technically it's a sequel, but really it's the same movie, only things are bigger and worse. Oh, yeah, I still haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's bad. You know, it's 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 mostly just stupid. Especially I I really love Jurassic Park. It's something I watched a ton when I was a kid and still really like it. I just rewatched it a couple of months ago and I think it still holds up and I think the dinosaurs still look amazing and the score is incredible and beautiful. <laughs> 
<laughs> and if there's something about Jurassic Park, like all of the sequels have been bad. Two was bad. Three was bad. Jurassic World's terrible. Jurassic World Two is probably going to be terrible. But there's something about it. When I see dinosaurs in the trailer, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go see that movie because there's big giant dinosaurs in it. There's I don't know what it is. It's weird because I was not. <laughs> I never had like a dinosaur phase as a kid. But there's something about dinosaurs in movies. I am instantly sold. And there's been one good dinosaur movie, Jurassic Park. But I'll still go see any dinosaur movie. And if they made a real Jurassic Park, I would go to it. Even with the movies existing, even knowing, oh yeah, probably a bunch of people are going to die. If I, if, if Jurassic Park was the real world and they reopened Jurassic World, (laughs) I would have been one of the people who went, okay, yeah, sure, like dozens of people have died before and these dinosaurs are really dangerous and their safety protocols suck, but it's a dinosaur land. I'm going to go there. And then I'd get eaten by a pterodactyl. Worth it. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'd be seeing some big fucking dinosaurs first. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen that Disney movie? I believe it was like 2001. It was like an animated, it was like dinosaur. No, I didn't see it, but I heard it was sad. It's good. No, I thought it was. There's a ride at um, the Animal Kingdom at Disney World, and it's like you're in like a little. It's kind of like the, have you ever? Well, you've never been to Disneyland, so you don't know what the Indiana Jones ride entails. So no. you're just basically in this car, and you're kind of driving around. Everything's a little wobbly, and there's just dinosaurs everywhere. Oh, that sounds nice. I know, just like the Jurassic Park ride at Universal Studi- Studios. You're in a, like a little boat, and then you hear. For like ten minutes, and it, it, it's great. It's worth the wait, and you see dinosaurs too. And there's a big drop, but yeah, good shit. Yeah, but like at the end of the day, episode nine is super important. I mean, obviously it's important because it's a Star Wars movie, but also it's the end of this trilogy, and so I want it to be in the best hands possible. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I was reading a lot of information before this, and something that I found really interesting was that for the or that Treveo and I believe Dare Connolly wrote episode nine like the script before Carrie died, and then of course Carrie died, and they brought in Jack Thorne to rewrite it. So I hate asking this question because it's almost as awful as it sounds. Um, do you think that? if Carrie was still alive, that this would be happening? You know, I don't know. Um, There definitely, it seems to have been, or at least, because I, I was reading um, on makingstarwars.net, that originally some of these rumors started to go around that Colin was out was back when this writer change happened. Hmm. But I don't know. It's it's so hard to know that. Um, I mean, I, I maybe their visions were just never going to be the same after that, yeah. and that that after that came out now. But maybe maybe I don't know because it's so the fact that they're doing it. I mean, it's better than than Han Solo when you know half your movies already made. 
Yeah, I'm definitely glad that they're doing this now because they are starting filming in January of 2018. So it's a couple months. It's coming up. So I don't know. What do you think of all this like firing recently? Are you uh, worried at all about Lucasfilm? And a lot of people are giving a lot of hate to Kathleen Kennedy. So that's kind of shitty to... I'm torn on this because on the one hand, I feel like a lot of the particularly vicious stuff that Kennedy gets is because she's a woman. And if it were a man in charge of it, people would be talking about, oh, he's, you know, he's making strong decisions and he's a real leader and he has this vision. And so he's going to stick with it. And I think, I think it's, true that a lot of the like really gross stuff is because she's a woman I will say you know she hired these people um that's not great I and I think maybe this is sort of the last one that we're going to see them be much more careful and their director choices in the future. Unfortunately, I also think that means it's going to be much safer choices in the future. I I think they didn't realize what they wanted. I think they thought they wanted people who were going to have their own vision and their own take on Star Wars and do these really, especially with the the standalones, do these different genre films. And then they went, oh no, we don't actually want that. We want Star Wars. It's definitely a difficult situation right now. And I still don't know what to think but I don't I'm still confident in Kathleen like I know she knows what she's doing you have to make mistakes you know especially with something like this and it's definitely new and you know since the purchase of Lucasfilm from Disney you know they're going through a lot of you know changes and everything like they're releasing a film every two or every year instead of when George was releasing it like once every three years so they're definitely having to you know work quicker and unfortunately they're facing the consequences of having to do that so I don't know and mistakes are normal and and they make you stronger in the end but at the same time this is kind of the second mistake that they've made but then again this mistake was you know Colin was hired to direct in 2015 so definitely they had a lot of thinking to do about this and probably maybe like at least a year or two after they took call in they probably realized that you know maybe he's not right for this bless you but (sighs) i don't know yeah i I, like i said at the end of it all i just want the best movie possible i hope I hope they announce the new director soon. I'm sort of surprised that they haven't already. Oh God, me too. I thought they would uh, announce someone by Friday at the earliest, or the latest, actually. But that brings up the question, who do you think they're going to pick? <sighs> I hope that they're convincing Ryan Johnson to come back. Which is weird to say, because we still haven't seen his Star Wars movie. 
but I just there's something about the guy I just have faith in him yeah that's a good reason I don't know I I I have the same feelings about I haven't seen episode 8 yet I don't want to have such like high expectations for episode 8 and then them hiring Ryan and everyone being like woo yay this is awesome and then them all seeing episode 8 and being like no this is awful but I don't know I kind of like the idea of a different director for every movie kind of like how they did for a 4, 5, and 6 but that's just me but then again, you know, finding someone to direct, like they got Ryan, or they got Ryan in 2015. Also, am I correct? Or uh, I think so. It would have been around. Then yeah, anyway. but and he also wrote episode eight too. So they would probably well, they already have the script. Jack Thorne has either already wrote it or in the process of writing it. So I don't know either. I'm trying to think of the timeline of everything. So maybe what happened is that they probably fired him a long time ago but they didn't release it and they already have the director kind of what they did with ryan or with uh ron howard maybe they had ron howard for a while and then they finally announced it but who knows it's hard to determine something like that it's weird that they haven't announced it yet because they they announced ron howard within 24 hours and you feel like if if they're announcing Collins firing, they have to have another director in place. You would think, anyway. I mean, I have no idea. I'm not in the business at all. I would just feel that's how you do it. You don't announce the firing of the guy until you have a new guy lined up. But then I don't know why you wouldn't have announced it, because it would seem like you'd want to get out in front of the news. And everybody's freaking out, so you'd want to come in like they did with Ron Howard and be like, okay, calm down, people. We got a new director. It's so-and-so. Everything's good. Oh, man. So I have a question. So obviously you've heard of, like, the top choices of who should direct this film. What do you think are the worst choices? Or have you ever heard, like, have you heard a choice that you're like, oh, God, no? I wouldn't ever want it to be George Lucas. And I know, like, some people think that's blasphemous. Look, I love George. He gave me Star Wars. I'm always going to love him for that. But... Even if it were in the realm of possibility of it being George, which I don't think it is, I don't think he'd make a Star Wars movie for somebody else. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want it. I just don't think it would feel like these other films do. Um, George has a very specific vision for Star Wars, which is fine. It's his. It's his baby. Of course, he has a very specific vision, but. I think it's been pretty clear that it's not the same vision that Lucasfilm and Disney have for it now. And so, I, I mean, I don't know. It's silly to talk about it like it's a real possibility, but I have seen people be like, oh my God, it'd be so great if George came back. And I'm like, oh, am I the only person who think that's terrible? And the people that actually think that could happen, like the people that sit at night in bed, they're like, oh my God, George is going to, George is going to do this. I can't believe, you know, it's like, what the fuck? No, George is not. George would never. George is so done with Star Wars. He's been done with Star Wars since the 80s. Or probably, I don't know. Well, he did the prequels, but he's been done since the prequels, I think. Well, yeah, and to to make Star Wars when he's not in complete control of it would be very difficult, I would think. Yeah, but let's face it. No one's in complete control of Star Wars anymore. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying is because when he was making the prequels, he got to do whatever he wanted. Which was bad. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But it, in some senses, yes. 
but well, no, I think <laughs> I think at the end of the day, there are very few directors who, when they are basically doing everything for the movie, writing and directing and editing and produce, like I think that's in general not a good idea. I think it's a good idea to have somebody who can stop you and go, "Hey, maybe think about this." Yeah. What about you? Is there anybody like you don't want? God, uh, someone big. I forget who exactly was the person that someone said, "Oh God," or I was thinking, "Oh God, no." Someone mentioned like Zack Snyder, and I'm like, oh. you're, "You're you're just fucking with me right now." I think someone was talking to me about this, and they're like, "Oh, what about this director?" I'm like, "You're just fucking with me right now." You can't possibly think that this director could direct Star Wars. I was talking to my brother, and he's like, and I think it was my brother. I don't want to say this because this is really bad, but he said something like, oh, what if Ben Affleck (laughs) directed it? And I was trying to, you know, think positive and like, oh, maybe, or like the Russo brothers or something. But that's so unrealistic, especially for right now. They're doing their movies, but. I'll say Ben Affleck is probably one of my favorite directors working today. Oh, shit, really? I didn't know that. But Star Wars isn't a crime drama set in Boston, so maybe he, <laughs> he's not a good choice for it. Maybe for Obi-Wan, but they already have that one guy. Actually, like, if they ever if they ever did, like, a crime drama Star Wars, which I would love them to do, fucking Ben Affleck could direct that. Because, I mean... Gone Baby Gone's incredible... Um, the town is a great movie. Argo's really solid. I like Affleck as a, I don't like him much as an actor, but he's great director. He has a really solid like artistic style, but that style is not Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. When do you think that they're going to announce the director? Um. Tomorrow. <laughs> no, honestly, I was just going to say that I, I feel like it's going to be like either tomorrow or else right before our episode goes up, thus making this whole conversation moot. I should just check Twitter right now just in case. <laughs> I'm always like taking a nap or something like when something big like this happens. Like I think that I woke or I had to work on Wednesday morning graveyard. So I was sleeping all day Tuesday and I woke up one of my 10 naps that day and my brother came in the room and he's like, did you hear? I'm like, oh, fuck what happened now? And he's like, Colin Gervais was fired. And I'm like, what? But. Oh no! So far, nothing. Oh, but Stephen Stanton just made a nice-looking. What is? Oh yeah, lasagna for dinner. Hell yeah! <laughs> Breaking Star Wars news. <laughs> oh no! Wait, on the menu for Seth MacFarlane's Orville. Oh, that's like a little party. Wow. Okay, go Stephen Stanton. All right. Um, I don't see anything right now. But... Yeah, I doubt Sunday night is going to be the night they announce it, but. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. But... I wouldn't be surprised if it were tomorrow. <laughs> oh, just a bunch of wiener dogs. Aw. Sorry, I'm just looking. Are you just looking at Twitter now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's like, you see like a ketchup and mustard and relish bottle, and then you see three wiener dogs. <laughs> and then you see some hot dog buns. Great content. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. All right. Um,. We are digressing. Do you want to, or actually I am, I am blaming this fully on me. Do you want to go on to the next topic? Okay. This would actually fit in, in terms of us talking about stuff and then it instantly 
being nullified. Last week we were talking about the Rebels trailer, and I got all excited because they mentioned Krennic in it, and I thought, oh, that means Krennic's going to be in the new season because it'd be really stupid and weird to mention somebody in a trailer and not have them in the season. But fuck you, Dave Filoni, because that's exactly what happened, apparently. Because he came out and said, Krennic's not in it. Yeah, I'm going to read the what, exactly what he said um, on Entertainment, we- Entertainment Weekly online. So he, or the quote starts off with, don't expect to see a star, or, or don't expect to see the character of Krennic. And he says, name dropping, Floney explains, it's always fun to make it feel like it's part of a big world, but the cape alone would be half of my budget just to make it flow. Fuck off. Anyway, (laughs) Floney says once he envisioned a grand scene uniting many of the best of the worst of Star Wars, I was imagining a shot where Vader and Krennic and the Emperor, but it's like having a cape convention with those guys. Fuck off. He jokes. (laughs) You're sensing a theme here. Then you have Tarkin and Thrawn, and it starts to look like a legion of bad guys. When you get too many bizarre Star Wars villains together, I don't know if it works for me. Fuck off, Dave. You know exactly. First of all, all, um, I I mean, besides uh, Thrawn being blue, uh, none of them are fucking weird looking. I mean, the Emperor, I guess, but the other guys are just, like, guys in capes. Like, it's not like it's, like, the fucking lineup from, like, Batman villains. It's literally just white dudes in capes. So shut up. They're not weird looking. It would have been awesome. Also, if you want a name drop in your season, okay. Um, I don't think it makes the universe seem bigger. I think it makes it seem smaller. But if you want to do it in, in an episode and just have a line, that exact line, being like, oh yeah, you know, Craig's working I'm, I'm on his startup product. I don't have a problem with that. It's a nice little nod. Don't put it in your trailer because trailers set expectations for what's in your new season. It's it's ridiculous. It's like what those YouTubers are doing right now with like clickbait. Like they have like a caption for their video, like I just got shot or like oh I, f- I fell or something or I I went to the hospital and it's totally fake and bullshit. And that's basically what Dave was doing with this trailer. And it's stupid. It's like he's trying to get views and he's trying he knows that this show is struggling. And mentioning a character like Krennic will obviously, you know, spark the excitement for people. Like, oh my god, they're going to have this character. Then him going in an interview, like, a couple hours after the trailer's released and be like, oh, like, don't expect this. Like, he's either fucking with us or just doing this to... That's just Dave, though. Like, he's been doing this Ahsoka thing for two years, and I've finally just come to the conclusion that I just don't care anymore. He killed off this character two years ago. And he goes to Star Wars Celebration each year talking about Ahsoka and being like, having the Ahsoka Lives shirt, and then the Ahsoka Lives with an exclamation mark. Or an exclamation mark. I can't speak. But it just... Uh, Dave, I, I don't get it anymore. It's... it's I'm just so annoyed. And I can't even find the words to express how annoyed I am of Dave, especially with Rebels. And... I mentioned this a lot, but I definitely do think that Rebels would have been a better show if George Lucas was involved, because George Lucas was involved, obviously, in the Clone Wars, and, you know, that show, obviously, you know, you're watching right now, season one, 
probably they were experimenting a lot with different things but once after like the second and third season the show starts getting really good and either i think that's probably george you know letting loose on or letting dave kind of control not having a little more control but i almost feel like dave's just taking to or he has too much control with the series and he's just doing just a bunch of wrong, especially with the characters too. You can't really connect with a lot of these characters, especially Ezra. We have a email today about um, what I said about Ezra last week, or I think it was last week. I don't know, but I just, I don't get it. He, no one can relate to Ezra. He's annoying. He doesn't learn from his mistakes. I said on the Steel Wars call-in show last night how he's like that dog that shits on the carpet and after you tell him not to shit, he still shits and he doesn't listen. And that's Ezra. And I really want them to kill off these characters because they do nothing. Uh, I'm mad. I'm always mad about Rebels. I, It's like that boyfriend you just keep like going back to even though you know they're trouble. That's how I feel with Rebels. I'm just... And it's like, I can't stop because it's Star Wars, you know? It's. Can't stop. Yeah. Stop. I'm, I'm really glad I'm not watching it. And now I'm extra glad I'm not watching it. Because I was watching it, I would stop watching it in protest. But. Don't tell me not to expect something when you put it in your trailer. Because that's what trailers are. Trailers are setting expectations for what your season is, that's why they exist. And I was looking forward to seeing fucking good old cartoon chronic with his sweet cape. Why? Why is that so hard? He shouldn't be pulling just, the. Oh, sorry, but he shouldn't be pulling the the cape alone would be half of my budget bullshit. Like he tried to pull that with Callus. Like he had this character and he added like a piece of hair and he's like that piece of hair cost me so much money. Okay, we don't give a we don't give a fuck. Okay, stop. Like I know you that you're kidding, but it's it's not funny. <laughs> you know, but. I'm glad we both agree about this. I'm glad that the one, you know, like one thing that we do agree is that Dave Filoni should just fuck off. But uh, oh god, someone I I think that someone was saying that he should direct episode nine. I I think I definitely remember someone trying to say that, and I'm like, are you are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? But no, seriously. Did he have any experience with live action stuff? No. Well, uh, let me check right now. He actually worked on Avatar: The Last Airbender, which. Oh, okay. Oh, do you, do you, not the movie, but the TV oh, okay. show. The TV okay. no, show. I was going to say that movie is a piece of shit. I've never seen the TV oh, show. Oh, it's fantastic. I definitely think that you should watch it. It was on Nickelodeon yeah, for a couple years. I remember my my brother and dad and I would watch it. But, all right, I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now, seeing if he's done anything live action. Um, let's see. Work on Avatar Last Airbender, The Clone Wars. I thought him in that stupid hat. Sorry. <laughs> We're being so mean this episode. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Dave. I owe you a beer if I ever meet you. Well, maybe he's... Look, I'm sure he's a nice... He's probably a really nice guy. Let's see. His hobbies include ice hockey. Um, He participated in Snoopy Senior World Hockey Tournament. <laughs> oh, man. He's level 80 Night Elf Hunter in World of Warcraft. War- World of Warcraft. Oh my God! Why do I need to know this? Okay. Um, let's see. Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Rebels. Yeah, he's only done anything animated, but he did do a voice act, a voice acting role in uh, the Force Awakens. He played a screaming Jakku villager. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> like I said, he's probably a really nice guy. Yeah, he just sucks at. 
I just don't like his work, and I don't like how he does things. And honestly, it's probably, like, not even his fault that, that I don't know how much control he has over what goes in the trailer. Um, maybe very little control. However, I'm still mad. So, I'm putting my blame on him because I'm mad, and then mad has to go somewhere. Yeah. And he's the one who doesn't put a credit in the series, so fuck him. You never know, though. You know, I, I always try to look at the positives in this situation, but maybe he's really just fucking with us and that we're going to see Krennic. Like, he said something like that because... Well, he did that kind of with Ahsoka, too. Like, he... Um, celebration in... I th- believe it was in Europe. They had, like, a little... Uh, little panel where they had Ashley Eckstein come out and they talked about about Ahsoka and they're like oh she's coming back and then season three we got no or season two or yeah season three we got no Ahsoka and then this celebration he's like oh yeah I meant talking about season four we had already wrapped up season three she's definitely going to be mentioned in this season and uh, Dave he's such a tease such a tease Dave but yeah that's lame Speaking of uh, Dave Filoni, he also did The Clone Wars, and Emily has er, not listened, but watched some episodes of The Clone Wars. Heck yeah. Um, I watched four episodes this week, mostly because I just want to get out of season one, and I realized there are 22 goddamn episodes (laughs) in this season, and everybody tells me that season one's bad, so I'm just trying to get through it. Um... Let's see, the first one was they have New Gunray as a captive, and Dooku sends Ventress to get him out, and it's Ahsoka and some Jedi lady whose name I don't remember. Illuminara Unduli, or Undi, or Luminara something. Okay. That could be, I, I probably don't remember it because I didn't understand it any time that they said it, because they just have so many new characters on the show that I'm supposed to know who they are, and I don't. But, um, yeah. So there's some cool lightsaber scenes with the Jedi ladies and with Ventress. That's about it, really. He gets away because he's, you know, of course he does. But the lightsaber scenes are always awesome on this show. That's what I've found so far. I can be bored to death during an episode, but then there'll be a lightsaber battle, and I'm like, okay, I'll watch this. Um, And then there was one... It was all about General Grievous, um, and it was Kit Fisto and this uh, little Mon Cal dude who had just become a Jedi, and they're, like, in Grievous's lair, I suppose, and again, lots of fighting. There's a creature that looks like the Balrog from Lord of the Rings, and they fight that. Kit Fisto is cool, I guess. People really don't like Kit Fisto, but that could just be from the other podcasts that we listen to that Kit Fisto is a running joke, and I have no idea if the larger fandom cares about Kit Fisto at all. Um, One thing that I thought was really cool is they kill the little Jedi Mon Cow, which I thought was a nice touch, because it was something dark finally happening. No, but it, like, it makes the stakes, yeah. if you know that characters can die, and not just, like, nameless droids and clones, but somebody who you're focused on for that whole episode, especially if it's adorable little Mon Cal in a Jedi robe, which I want more Mon Cal Jedi, because it's an adorable image. 
It was very cute. He was very cute. I was a little bit sad. But I was also glad because, again, steaks. Steaks are good. And then the other one was a two-parter, which is why I watched four this week. And it's Anakin and Obi-Wan going after Dooku. And Dooku has been captured by pirates. So they're going to ransom him. But then they also kidnap Anakin and Obi-Wan. And for a while, Anakin and Obi-Wan and Dooku are like chained up together and it's just them being sarcastic <laughs> bitches to one another which I kind of like and then there's all sorts of complicated pirate shit that I didn't really pay attention to but one thing and this is the thing that it's one of the reasons I have problems with this show is they just sort of drop you in the middle of it like the episode before was this grievous one and then this episode starts out with you know, oh, they've gotten a lead on Dooku, and Anakin went after him, but now Anakin is missing. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? Because in any other show, that's something you would have seen. Like, that would have been two or three episodes. Is that happening? And then, oh, there's pirates. But this one was just, no, Anakin's missing, and Obi-Wan went to find him, and boom. Like, literally, it's voiceover is telling you that, and then you see Obi-Wan on the ship setting Anakin free, and then they go after Dooku. And I'm like, what? This is not how television works. It's very strange. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like that idea. You know, they go into every episode like it's a movie. And especially like the arcs. Like, you know, I feel like if they almost did too much explaining, it would make the episode like longer. Like, they kind of have to, you know, find a limit on, you know, what they can and can't do. And, you know, they only have 22, 23 minutes to do each episode. So I kind of get that. But I know sometimes that can be, like, confusing, you know, especially if you have, like, an episode about, you know, Grievous, and then Dooku is... We have a lead on Dooku! Woohoo! But... Well, it's not just, like, we have a lead on Dooku. It was, it was specifically, like, Anakin is missing. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, that's major. <laughs> Anakin is missing, but he's probably just somewhere with his wife or some. No, I'm kidding, but... Like, I had to, I had to look at, like, I stopped the episode, and I went to look it up, being like, did I, did Netflix skip an episode? Did I miss something? Did I hit the, like, next episode button twice? What happened? And I'm like, oh, that's no, that's funny. just how the series that's works. Okay. Um, what'd you think of Hondo? You know what? Give me more Space Pirates. Yay! Emily likes the character. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that sounds bad. That makes me sound like a bad person who doesn't like things. No, no, no. So you watched? Okay, so you wa- did you watch the next episode or the part two of the Hondo? Yes. So you saw our our good friend Jar Jar. <sighs> I had forgotten about that. Like, I literally, I I didn't even have it down in my notes. That's how much I had forgotten about it. Representative Binks. Oh. The pirates betray Binks, and then Jar Jar Binks comes out and saves the day, and everyone's kind of surprised, but it's really funny. I just love situations and scenarios like that with Jar Jar, like Jar Jar saving the day. I just think that's hilarious, and just how Jar Jar deals with everything, and his eyes just, like, widen whenever he's with, like, certain characters, and he says, like, Master Kenobi! (laughs) I I love it. I I love it. I don't like it when everything that happens that saves the day is an accident. It drives me fucking nuts, and it's all the time with Jar Jar. It's always him stumbling into shit. 
Look, I'm sorry to people who like him. I know that people like him. And again, like, if you like him, that's awesome. It's always better to like somebody and to like things. I wish that I liked him because he's in it a lot. And it would be so much nicer if I could just enjoy it. But it's like fingernails on a chalkboard with him. Yeah. Fun fact. So, the next episode, I don't know if you watched that, the Jedi Crash one. Did you watch that no, one? not oh, yet. I stopped yet. with the two-parter. Oh. Well, Katie Lucas actually wrote it, and Katie Lucas is the daughter of the maker. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's had a lot of um, writing and different roles in um, in the Clone Wars, so I think that's interesting. But it's really sad because she's on a lot of interviews on, you know, you see a lot of old, you know, Star Wars or the Clone Wars interviews or they talk about episodes and she's in a lot of those and she gets a lot of hate in the comments and it's really sad, you know, seeing that people are like really insensitive. They say really insensitive things about her, her way or just it's awful. But yeah, Yeah, no people on the Internet are terrible and I hate them. Exactly. Except for me, because we met on the internet. <laughs> no, <kidding. laughs> But, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're slowly enjoying the Clone Wars, because definitely the pirate arc was a good arc in this season. I really enjoy Hondo, even though at first I was really annoyed with Hondo, but he has his moments, so. I just like space pirates. Yeah. They are. And pirates in general. They are good. They are good. Alright. I did I did just sort of I just liked Dooku and Anakin and Obi-Wan just like sniping at each other. I'm like, I could watch a whole show about that. Like it's just like half the episode is just them insulting each other. And I really I like Dooku. I think he was wasted in the movies. Oh god, yeah. Which is a shame because Christopher Lee I mean, he's he was amazing. I love Christopher Lee so much. Oh yeah. Um, but no, I'm liking him in the Clone Wars because he's just a dick. Like he's just a dick, and I love it. It's so perfect. How do you think the voice actor is doing as Dooku? You know, it's good. Uh, Christopher Lee. It's hard because he's got a very distinct voice and way of talking. Yeah. So I think I think he does a really good job with it. He does. But I mean, I mean nobody's Christopher Lee. But what are you going to do? It's Christopher Lee. Exactly. Yeah, I do really enjoy Dooku in the Clone Wars. I feel like you didn't really know him as a character in Episode Two and Episode Three, and you're getting to know, you know, his his mannerisms and just different things a little bit more and it's really cool like going into a character like that because we usually only see the character like the the good side or the light side you see the jedi but you don't really see a lot of sith or anything you just see you know those little conversations they have like in episode two when obi-wan was captured by dooku and they're having that conversation about you know what if the sith was actually watching everything you're doing or some shit but i'm like moving my hands frantically when i'm talking like i'm actually like I do that so much. It's sickening. I'm just like talking with my hands, even though like there's no one here. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) All right, cool. But uh, do you want to go to our top three? Yes, let's go to our top three. 
All right. We have a uh, awesome top three that was sent in by our good friend King Tom. So King of all Toms. Oh, man. This was a good one. I was reading this at... Where was I when I read this? But I died laughing. So good job, King Tom. Do you want to read the email? Sure. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, guys. I can't wait for you. Hey, Lindo and Brito. Great job with podcasts so far. There's a lot I hear you guys talking about, and I'm like, get out of my head. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I start having new interesting thoughts about Mendo, and I'm like, no, stay a little more. Wait, what? <laughs> I fucking love him. Oh, Tom, if you ever want more thoughts about Mendo, just hit me up. I have many of them that I could share with or you. Or just come on the show, and we can just have a, like a Mendo podcast where we just talk about. Yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely a good idea. Let's have a Mendo hour, please, God. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. Back to his email. Anyway, I have an idea for top three. Your top three least favorite Star Wars story elements. I'm not going to make any rules about this, but all mine come from the EU. Three. Chewbacca getting killed having a moon land on him. What the fuck? (laughs) Two. Now, do you know how to pronounce this? Yasalamiri? I'm not sure if you pronounce the Y or the not. It's a pretty good, yeah. But anyway... The Yasalamiri, lizards that block the force. What the flight, fuck? You can't block the force. The force <laughs> connects everything. Good point. Okay, one. This is a little bit of a longer one. And it's related to something Brito mentioned a f- week or two ago. While talking about Luke in the EU, Brittany said something about all the lame things that happened to Luke. Well, my least favorite story element is that in the EU, Luke fell in love with a spaceship. Now, I'm not talking about Han being in love with Monty and Falcon. Luke fell in love with the consciousness <laughs> of a dead Jedi named Callista Ming, who was inhabiting a spaceship he was stranded on. What the fucking fuck? According to Wikipedia, Luke wanted Callista to transfer her spirit from ship to a droid, which would have made the whole, ado- whole ordeal even freakier. As a side note, Callista later got a new body, tried training in the Force with Luke, but ended up having her body stolen by the consciousness of Abeloth, an evil force deity who would make this top three list herself if these other three entries weren't so horrible. Anyway, that's my list. Thanks for humoring me and for putting on a great podcast. Your pal, King Tom. Oh my god. Oh my god, Tom. Yes. Uh, his number three there, Chewbacca. This is, I've never read this story. I've just heard about it so much um, whenever people talk about the EU, which is Chewbacca getting murdered by a moon. <laughs> I don't know the details. I don't ever want to know the details. It's just, it sounds so terrible, don't you think? It's pretty shitty. I remember reading about it when I was a kid, and that was why Anakin Solo fell to the dark side, because I believe that he thought it was his fault that he didn't save Chewie from getting crushed by the moon. I'm laughing, but actually, the weird thing is is that um, I was convinced before seeing The Force Awakens that Chewbacca would die in this film. So I was really prepared to see Chewbacca die. Like, everyone asked, was asking me, like, oh, like, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? And I was like, Chewbacca's going to die. I'm prepared. It's going to happen. And then the tables turned and Han Solo died. So I was very shocked. I, of course, didn't read any spoilers. So that's why I was shocked. So, but... I don't know. I always found that one was funny, but the Luke being in love with a spaceship, I don't remember reading that. And I think either someone reminded me of it and I had to read up on it. And oh my God, these people that write, I, I don't want to disrespect, but it's just so fucking funny. 
<laughs> I mean, there's so many different layers of stupidity there that I can't wrap my mind around. I mean, first of all, consciousness in a spaceship is dumb. I, and then Luke phone like wanting to transfer into a and then her getting a body and starting to train and it being taken over by an evil force deity, which I know I've heard, I forget which podcast it was on. I know that I've heard um, Tom talking about Abeloth before, either through like a voicemail or an email. Um, maybe Rogue One or maybe Blue Harvest, I can't quite remember. But it was just recently, and it was the first time I'd ever heard of it. And holy crap, did it sound stupid. Yeah, I watch a lot of those uh, Star Wars Explained videos. Alex, I forget his last name, but he does a lot of those on YouTube. And it was really funny because on Valentine's Day, he did a video about the cursed love life of Luke Skywalker. And you just see repeated, uh, from the expanded universe, just repeated instances of Luke's love life being really fucked up. Like, he has at least, like, nine or ten stories, and all of them end in either dying or someone becoming a spaceship or something. Like, you know, you have from Spaceship Callista, or whatever her name was, to Callista, yeah. To Mara Jade, who was killed, I believe. I forget who Mara Jade was killed by, but... He just has the most cursed love life, you know, from also, you know, being in love with his own sister. But I don't know. I kind of it's not that I put that one to the side, but Carrie Fisher's beautiful. I mean, yeah, I'd be in love with her, too. But yeah, if you didn't, it's not like he knew. Exactly. But and who wouldn't be in love with Leia? She's amazing. Yeah. And it looks like Carrie Fisher, and I mean, Jesus Christ. I don't know. And let's see, the lizards blocking the force. Okay, I didn't read about that one. I feel awful. Did you read up about the lizards blocking the force? No, but I think it sounds really dumb. Um, I'm looking that up right now. They're furry, apparently. Furry lizards, which I can get behind. But I can't get behind the whole blocking the force thing. I, I agree with Tom you shouldn't be able to block force because it's the force. That's the whole point. I'm looking up like lizards blocking the force on uh, Google, and they're like one of the first um, the, the first things that Google pops up is lizards for sale. Lizards in San Diego. Uh, lizards blocking. Lizards blowing bubbles. Okay, blocking <laughs> the force. Yeah, so literally they're just like lizards hanging about in trees, but. They can block the force, and apparently if they're in groups, then they block it. Like, they have, like, a expanded space, which they can block. Oh, this guy's cute. Alright. Um. And then apparently Thrawn has used them so he could have, like, a little bubble of anti-force protection around him. Big. They grew up up to 50 centimeters and hatched their young from bubble-like eggs. Great. Um, they sank their claws into trees. Um, they're basically like just regular old lizards, but they have a cool magical power. But. Yeah. Okay, Tom, I agree with you there. That's a pretty weird-ass story. And Emily, speaking of story elements, what are your top three? Okay. Um... My number three uh, is 
Jabba being put into the special edition. Oh. Um, I don't like it. He looks really terrible. Uh, like, the size is all off. It's some of the most obvious, like, CGI effect in all of the special editions. I think it's just sort of silly. It kind of takes away from him in the later movies where he's actually kind of, like, really creepy and scary. Um, Han, especially the part where Han, like, steps on his tail and he makes a face. I hate <laughs> it. I hate it so much. Um, number two... Uh, oh man, I'm going back to the special editions because it's Greedo shooting first. Uh, I, you know, and I know people who who sort of like grew up with the special editions as the first Star Wars that they really saw. And so they're much more okay with this. For me, it just changes Han's character. I liked the fact that Han was somebody who would shoot first, actually being the only one who shot because Han Solo doesn't miss. But I think that's an important piece to his character, uh, him being that type of guy. And it's not like it makes him like a cold-blooded murderer or anything. Like, Rita was definitely going to kill him. So it just seems like an unnecessary change to me and one that I'm not cool with. And my third one, Midichlorians. Um, I am of the opinion that you should never try to explain the inner workings of the Force. I think it's a bad idea. The Force, to me, I never thought of it in scientific terms. It was always this sort of mystical, religious thing. And then comes the prequels, and they tell us that it's this little, like, microscopic thing that lives in the cells of living things. And then it gives people force power. I I have a lot of problems with it. It just, it's one of those things where I just don't know what George was thinking. Uh, sometimes you just don't need to explain things. It's okay to have this like, really mystical element, especially to something like the Force, which has all this religious connotation to it. And it just, I can't, I can't get around it. I'm glad that they've dropped it seemingly in the new movies. I I don't think we're going to really hear about it again. And I hope that we don't. Just let the Force be the Force. It doesn't need to be explained yeah, that actually was my number three. But you mentioned before about the who shot first, Han or Greedo. So, I know how many, because that was changed two times, right? About who shot first. That almost makes me want to just tweet at Pablo Hidalgo right now and ask him who shot first. I literally have the tweet right now. Up to- oh, God, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Leave, leave him alone. <laughs> Poor guy. But yeah, that's all he does. He just answers Star Wars questions. But that's really funny. But I don't know. I Even though it's shown that Greedo shoots first, I feel like that's kind of the agreement of all Star Wars fans is that Han shot first. And I don't really know why George changed it. And I believe he probably has some bullshit answer because it's George and he kind of just... Oh, his explanation. I know I'm not... I'm not going to get this verbatim. I read this many many years ago but 
the explanation I remember from him was it was because he Han's a good guy, so Han wouldn't have shot first. Oh, oh, George. <laughs> like I could, I could be, I could be wrong with that. It's, it's you know, what like twenty years ago almost. So I, I could be remembering that wrong, but that's that's the explanation I remember reading, which to me is akin to when they did that special edition of E.T. where they um, replaced all the guns with walkie-talkies. Oh, shit. I never knew that. <laughs> yeah, because it, uh, it was too like it was too scary or something if it was guns. And I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, man. E.T. scared me as a kid. Like the movie did or E.T. the think creature the movie did? did? I don't think I've... Uh... I don't think I've ever watched it fully. Like I've seen scenes, obviously, but I don't think I've ever sat. Like I've, I, I'm pretty 100 percent sure I've watched the whole movie, but I haven't watched the whole movie like sitting down, like actually watching it. If that makes any sense. I, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, and this might be like sacrilegious to say. I have a feeling it's probably pretty boring. Yeah. I liked it as a kid. It's one of those I'm not going to go back to rewatch, though, because I liked it as a kid. And, and some of those movies I just want to keep in my head as those great experiences. <laughs> okay, but what are your what are your top three things that you don't like? All right, my top three. Um, my number three is actually the um, midi-chlorians. I don't know, just adding biology and Star Wars, I think it's just really confusing. All right, um, I actually got like a little thing from Wikipedia kind of just explaining, you know, midichlorians, you know, it's the scientific name for a species and sentiment of microscopic organisms inhabited by the cells of every life form. Their existence was blah, 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 um, by serving a link between living and cosmet- or cosmic aspects of the force, many chlorians made it possible to preserve an individual's consciousness after death. With sufficient training and total immersion of the light side of the force, the deceased could preserve their identity in the forms of a force spirit after becoming one with the force. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, George wanted to, you know, make it a re- make a re- er, make it a- make a reason why it was possible to become a force to become a force ghost after death and adding something like the many chlorians you know giving biology to something he kind of wanted to be like oh, okay so this is why this happened he kind of wanted to see everything from the original trilogy and use the prequels to be like okay this is why this happened like for instance why Anakin can turn the dark side this is why this happened why or why the republic became the empire this is why this happened and i feel like that was probably a reason why uh, that happened. So let's see. My number two. Now I'm going to change it. My number two, my number one, because my number one is pretty fucking funny. Okay. Um, my number one is um, that picture I sent you. Actually, sorry. My number two is that picture I sent you. So there is this character in the expanded universe. Uh, his name is Horace or Runt or whatever and he's a horse he's literally a horseman and there's a picture of him and it says according to wikipedia he's two meters tall and dead <laughs> so uh, long story short 
Uh, 30 years after the Battle of Yavin, um, he's in this, like, dangerous war. And right, he was in the Battle of Yavin and stuff. He was good friends with Wedge and Tilly's. And he was... On a he was in a dangerous war with aliens in another galaxy, and they used living organisms to mimic technology, and meeting like everything was alive, their ships, weapons, and clothes. And I forget like what exactly this article, and I was like, what the fuck? But something happened where um, he had like multiple personalities. And someone killed him and all of his personalities. And the and it ends with a fitting end for a noble steed. I don't know. Just adding a horseman in the expanded universe. Like, yeah, I think one week I was talking about, you know, why don't they? Have, why don't we have space chickens? This is the reason why. <laughs> but I don't know. Just adding a horseman. It's pretty. It's pretty stupid and having multiple personalities. I don't get it. But my number one is actually Skippy the droid. Oh, I've heard about Skippy the droid. So, yeah, he's Skippy the droid. And he is the red R5-D4 droid from the beginning of the New Hope. And it is revealed that he can use the Force. And apparently he used the Force to keep from drink spilling when he served at Jabba's Palace. So, he apparently used the Force to free himself uh, from tattooing deserts, and then the Jawas pick him up. And when Luke and Owen buy um, the droid in the movie, he has a vision that Luke takes R2 and the Rebellion would, f would fall, Princess Leia would be killed, and uh, it, basically everything the opposite that happened in the movie. So he blows his own gasket and uses the force to make 3PO tell Luke to take R2 instead. So basically, he predicted all the events of this movie. <laughs> oh, I hate that shit so much. So that's my pretty stupid one. I don't know. I feel like Horseman was a shitty reason why for that to be a really bad story element. You know, a horse with or a horseman with uh, multiple personalities. But Skippy the Droid. Oh. I I have to say this picture you sent me of this horse cracks me up because it's basically it's basically if you're wondering what it looks like, picture Bojack Horseman in a flight suit. That's what it is. I'm putting it on my Twitter right now just it's so people can. I don't know. It's extraordinarily silly. Oh, dang it. Dang it. Here, I'm getting up the picture right now. What should my caption be for this picture? Look at this <laughs> stupid dumb horse, Jedi. I'm not Jedi, but horse. I. It's it's a horse. It's They didn't even like make it look, you know, like a space horse. It's literally just a horse. <laughs> Me, if I was a rebel pilot. <laughs> <laughs> or I should say I love rebel pilots I'm just going to tweet it with no explanation there you go I like that <laughs> oh man but horse man oh, oh my god thank you King Tom this is a great topic yeah. 
Although it does make me seem even more negative than I already seem, which is pretty fucking negative. I swear I really like Star Wars, you guys. I do. Yeah. I just, I have more fun talking about things when I can get angry. Also, I just did, like, I, just a couple hours ago, was recording the new episode of the the Twin Peaks podcast I do, How's Annie? And it was about the last two episodes of the show, which I um had a couple of problems with. So there was a lot of negativity in that, and I think it's it's I think it's bleeding into this one a little bit. <laughs> That's funny. But thank you, King Tom. If you are listening to this podcast and you have things you would like us to rate, please let us know either through an email like Tom did at cantobitepod at gmail dot com. And if you do it by email, do to what Tom did and give us whatever your three are. Or you can tweet us at CantoBitePod on Twitter. Just give us a topic. Past topics have been top Star Wars friendships, top Star Wars foods, top Star Wars people you would want to bang in a refresher. Um, I can't remember the others. But, yeah, literally anything. Just send it to us. If we don't know about it, we'll look it up because we like digging into the depths of Wikipedia. Hell yeah. I enjoy all of the top threes that we have done. Especially the top three people would bang in our fresher. Good times. I could do a whole podcast about that. Every week I could just talk about a different person on Star Wars. Yeah, it'd be like a Star Wars book club instead of a Star Wars fuck club. (laughs) 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 Yay! So uh, I'm going to read the next email that we got. It was from our friend Jim. Hi, Jim. Thank you for sending us an email again. Hi, Jim. So he says, hi, ladies. Loving the podcast, and I appreciate you taking the time to read my email a few episodes ago. Aw, thank you for sending it. It means a lot. All right. He says, on your latest episode, Brittany was discussing, that's me, discussing Ezra Bridger. I personally am an Ezra fan, but I understand why not everyone likes him. My biggest complaint of Ezra is that he isn't a unique character, but rather he is just a generic Luke Skywalker type. That's when I realized for the first time that a bridge, as in Bridger, is also just a genetic term for a Skywalk, as in Skywalker. I apologize if this is only news to me, but I have never heard that before, and I needed to tell someone. So, actually, to ask a question, what's your favorite Star Wars name? Thanks, Jim. (laughs) Jim. (laughs) Thanks, Jim. Okay. (laughs) I love that you felt the need to ask us a question that you couldn't just have your thought there because your thought was great and it's actually a really good observation yeah, and your your segue to your question <laughs> is brilliant i love it it reminds me of our our awesome segues in our episodes but i never knew about the skywalk and bridge i emily did you know that i never thought about it before i think it's hilarious now that i'm now that i'm thinking about it um, I do, I do really like the observation that he's just a, a generic Luke Skywalker type. Yeah, I don't know. He has, a, he has probably a little bit of similarities to Luke Skywalker, but I feel like the main thing that Luke Skywalker has is that you, you're rooting for him. And no offense, but either I'm just so negative and awful, I'm just not rooting for Ezra Bridger at all. But I don't know. Like I totally get that people like him as a character. I don't. 
And I have reasons why I don't like him. And, you know, I agree, you know, sometimes that my answers are pessimistic or probably stupid why I don't like him. But I don't know. I just don't find him relatable. And everything he does is annoying to me. But awesome. If you like him, like, cool. Awesome. You know, high five. I love Star Wars. It's you know, like if you don't like George R. Banks. Like, I like George R. Banks. If you don't, cool. You know, it's all good. We're, we all like Star Wars. We're all, we're all friends here. But... I mean, yeah, come on. My favorite, like, two of my favorite characters are Krennic and fucking Tarkin. So I can't, I can't judge other people's character choices. Everybody just likes who they like. Yeah. Although if you don't like Krennic, then I do actually have a problem with you and we will fight. Yeah, I, I don't think I've met anyone that doesn't like Mendo. So if I find anyone that doesn't like Mendo, um, I will fight them. No, I'm kidding, but... I think people wouldn't tell me if they didn't so, like So, in one of the trailers, does he say something's awesome? I always forget, because I always hear the awesome, and I think of him. Um, I, don't, I don't think he says awesome. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's the, the, the power we are dealing with here is immeasurable. Maybe I was just, I was listening to your erotic read again recently. Oh, so I think that either someone said awesome and I'm like, was that said in the trailer? But I was reminding myself of how funny that was. I was listening to old episodes of uh, Steel Wars at work the other day and I was watching that one or listening. Sorry, not watching, listening to that one. So. But yeah, everybody should love Krennic. Yes, they should um so jim also asks in this question um it's about star wars names so favorite uh lando calrissian is the one that jumped out at me right away it's such a cool name and it fits in perfectly i love his cape i never realized that there were dragons in his cape and that makes me really happy i love those dragons I don't know why they're space dragons, but I'm happy that they're space dragons, because that cape is amazing. Dude, fuck Dave Filoni. He should have made space dragons instead of a space a space wolf. Like, come on. Yeah, space dragons. But no, Lando Calrissian, like, I think Calrissian is a really good last name. Like, it, and it, there's just something about the sound of it. I've always liked that. Um, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, Wilhoff Tarkin is a great, it's just a good villain name and it sounds so very imperial i mean because of course i mean we've have all these you know um like old school british actors playing these imperial guys so it's it's fitting that the name has that kind of feel to it um i've always liked that one what about you um I've always really liked Luke Skywalker. Like, I always told myself that if I ever have kids, which I probably won't, I know. But I, um, if I ever had a kid, I would name him Luke. But I just have always enjoyed that name. And um, I love planet names. I'm really into that. Like, I really love Naboo, you know, Tatooine. Like, Naboo. I forget. There's, like, a meeting behind, like, Naboo. But dang it, I forget. Like it was like, er, I don't know. Naboo, beautiful planet. 
Um, God, I'm totally spacing out on names. I don't know. I think like about, or half of the greatness of Star Wars is, you know, the names. Like you have someone like Han Solo, obviously last name Solo because he's Solo. And of course, Lando. Uh, I've always really enjoyed Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think that's such a unique name. It was just fun to say. And Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, Jar Jar Binks is funny, too. I know I'm not just mentioning Jar Jar Binks because I know you hate him. <laughs> no kidding, but... Um, <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn is a really good one, too. A lot of prequel names are awesome. And also, I think I didn't know this until, like, two or three years ago or until I started reading the Darth Plagueis book. I didn't know that Palpatine had a name. I thought that was just his name. I didn't know that his first name was Sheev. Oh, yeah, Sheev Palpatine. I think that's really funny, but I don't know. I always, like, if I ever had kids, I've always wanted to name one or both of them after, like, a Star Wars character or a Star Wars name. But I didn't, I didn't love the later George Lucas trend of the really on-the-nose names, like Darth Sidious or Darth Plagueis. Like, those sort of adjective names. I know, because Darth Sidious and didn't it, come out until the 90s, right? Or the late 90s, or when the Phantom Menace came out. Like, he was just known as the Emperor until the Phantom Menace. Am I correct? Um, I believe so. It might have been in the EU somewhere, but... Maybe. We've already we've already learned that my my EU knowledge is non existent. Yeah, and I'm like twelve, so I know nothing. <laughs> but I don't know. There are a lot of great Star Wars names and is there one that you don't like? Um, I mean besides the Darth the various Darths, um, there is <laughs> <laughs> the, the the guy who sells death sticks, whose name is Alan Bagano. <laughs> which again, again, George, we get it. He's a you know, cigarettes are bad. He's a bad guy. He's a sleazebag. Dial it back a little bit, man. That might not have even been George because his name isn't mentioned in on screen. So that might have been someone that came up in the EU. But. Oh, dear, no. Don't do that. Don't try to be clever. Just come up with an actual name for a person. Are there any names you don't like? Yeah, there's this character in The Clone Wars, and his name is I'm Gonna Die. No. Yeah, I'm a gun die. Here, I'm sending you the link right now. No, no, no. I, 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 you can't tell me that, because now I don't want to watch The Clone Wars anymore. <laughs> You're going to forget. You're totally going to forget. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah, he's not until like season um Let's see what season is he on, but it's like a later season. Supply lines. There's the name of the episode and I'm yawning. Oh, okay, sorry. Season three, episode three. And it's episode with our friend Jar Jar, so that's something to look forward to, and I'm gonna die. That's te- that's really terrible. It's pretty Be bad. ashamed of yourselves, writers. Be ashamed of yourselves. You're writing a sh- you're writing a show for actual people to watch. 
I think Anthony Daniels' character in The Phantom Menace, he was just a random person at that bar on, on um, Coruscant. I'm trying to... Th- I think his name was, like, something backwards, like, with Jet Dezuka, like, what George Lucas's son was named in Revenge of the Sith. I kind of thought that was so stupid. Anthony Daniels, Attack of the Clones. Let's see, what was his name? Oh, it was, like, Danny Fatoni. That was his character's name. Okay, just, you know, okay, fine. God, Attack of the Clones is rated 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty bad. Didn't deserve that grade. I don't know, the the score and the Phantom, or not the Phantom Menace, but I just love the Phantom Menace. I just want to mention it every time I get no but the score in Attack of the Clones is probably like one of my favorites I'm really sad that a lot of well it's probably one of my least favorite Star Wars movies too that and Rogue One probably is even though I love Star Wars like my least favorite like I still lo- I still really enjoy it but yeah that, god the scores for those movies but yeah Star Wars names. Some of them are fun. Like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I love that even when we're asked a positive question, we still turn it into a negative question. See, it was... The, the question was one of our favorite names. And we're like, let's talk about things we don't like again. <laughs> At least we're not, like, both arguing. Like, I'm trying to be, like, the positives. And you're like, no, I'm the negatives. Like, we're both like, yeah, this sucks. Yeah, this sucks. You know, at least we agree that... Um, but we also have one more email from Andy. Hey, Andy. You're awesome. He says, hey, Lindo and Brittany. Hi. Fantastic job on the podcast. It's been great hearing you two discuss all things in the universe. No question for me. Just wanted to say hey. Have a great week and may the force be with you. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that- I like it when people just say nice things about me. I know. It's great. I'm... Thank you to everyone who's been listening. Steele um, mentioned that he was listening to our podcast and his call-in show yesterday. And that meant a lot, you know. Having people, you know, that I listen to that listen to me, it means so much. And, you know, definitely, you know, I we edit the episodes. And, of course, like, we find flaws and, you know, stuff that we do. But it's awesome that people are listening and they have positive things to say. So... I hate talking about myself sometimes, but yeah, thank you. It means a lot. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, thanks for writing in. Um, you know, if you can leave us a rating and review on iTunes, that helps us a heck of a lot in terms of um, the iTunes algorithm and getting our podcast out there where people can find it. Um, you know, retweet when we post episodes. That's always also really helpful. Tell your friends. Or don't, but, you know, do. Because we want more people to listen to this. Because we like doing this. <laughs> oh, I have a funny story about how I was telling people about my po- about our podcast. So, um, I, I go to San Diego State right now. And we have this app for our classroom. It's, like, called uh, Course Key. And we use it to either, you know, ask questions during lecture or mark for attendance. And unfortunately, on this app, there is a chat. 
So literally all the students can just chat with each other during class. And that's all we were doing on Thursday in class. And this is an international film class. So, you know, we're just kind of, you know, cracking jokes, you know, sending memes and of course me I am like hey does anyone listen to podcasts and I'm like I do a podcast called Canto by Dispatch and you should listen and I don't know at first I thought people would be like shut up we're not interested but some people were like oh that's cool I'm like hell yeah they should go listen but okay that's nice I mean that seems like a terrible idea for a classroom but I know I don't know if the teacher is gonna go along with it because it was getting pretty bad just a lot of the messages and uh our, apparently our ta in that class you know goes through and deletes messages so a lot of us were just his name is andrew i don't know how i know this but we're all just like hey andrew we like your shirt where'd you get it from <laughs> we're just being really creepy but yeah that sounds like a nightmare yeah college students man we're annoying but yeah rate and review us um we have a couple reviews on iTunes right now and or on pod yeah iTunes but it's awesome thank you for everyone that's reviewed us means a lot and sending us emails especially King Tom oh my god everyone's emails are fantastic and thank you thank you thank you yeah um and you can again you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at Canto Bite Pod you can email us at cantobitepod at gmail.com. We are part of the Radio Free Podcasting Network. Go to radiofreepodcasting.com. You can find some other Star Wars podcasts there, like the Imperial Senate or Radio Free Mandalore. You can also find other pop culture podcasts of all sorts. Um, My Twin Peaks podcast, House Annie, is up there. Uh, Our friend Colleen does one called Amateur Pod, which is a lot of fun. Uh, Check out John in 60 Seconds, if you like John Cusack movies, uh, look at Hollywood and Vine. Just check out everything there, because there's a lot of cool stuff. Uh, RadioFreePodcasting.com And if you have a podcast, and you like our podcast, maybe you could be on that podcast network. (coughs) Rashad, join Ah. the network. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I don't want to pressure you, but you do whatever your heart tells you to do. Yes. Join us. That's a special message just for you, Rashad. I hope you enjoy it. Because I'm totally doing this in the episode. Um, you could follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. That's at E-F-L-I-N-D. I'm a lot more active on Twitter than I am on Instagram. But you'll hear me talking about Star Wars and, well, it's almost, it's a month away from October. So I'll be talking a lot about horror movies and stuff like that, and I just, you know, randomly talk to me throughout the day, because I like to be on Twitter, it distracts me at work. Do you already have, Brittany, do you already have you? your Halloween decorations set up? No, I don't, I don't do Halloween decorations. Aww. Might have been up since the beginning well, of <laughs> September. No, I like Halloween, but, I don't know, it's like, I live in an apartment, there's no tr- trick, or, it's, and it's, it's not like an apartment complex, so we don't get trick-or-treaters, so it's sort of like, eh, it'd just be me looking at a pumpkin. That just seems kind of sad. Oh, that's awkward because I was actually naming my Twitter handle. Not, I, was, I wasn't actually answering. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, no, I really was asking you a question. But, yeah. That's funny. But, anyways, terrible. Um, What's your Twitter handle, Rudy? <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> it's uh have you put up your Halloween decorations yet? No, I'm kidding. I should set that no. But <laughs> Canto Brit and on Twitter no <laughs> that is my Twitter. On uh, Instagram I'm Brittany the Ginger. Brittany with an I the ginger. And that's it. <laughs> I'm leaving all this in. But I mean, my last my last podcast that I did was me yelling at my co-host to shut up for like twenty minutes. So. Oh God, Charlie, how's he doing? <laughs> we were really mean to Charlie this Poor week. Charlie. I feel bad. I'm I gonna message Charlie. him right He's now and be like, "I've heard." But I, I there was literally a point where I just said "shut up" like twelve times in a row because he said things that were mean about characters that I like. Messaging him right now, Charlie. I'm sorry. Lindo told you to shut up. <laughs> it changed your name to Linda. <laughs> Fair enough. But, hey, that's our podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye! Bye!